spectacular. Shafee. Shafee, are you there? You can bet that any time us boys are all together, things are going to get weird. Well, well, well. You know what those smooth sounds mean? It means it's time for another episode of One Magical Hour. A Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. I am so, so happy to be here with you. This is Schaefer Hall coming from the east side of Austin, Texas, where some lovely north north weather is, blow, is blowing its way through town. It's actually a, a weirdly uh, kind of tropical, kind of humid week for October because uh, of some activity in the Gulf. But now we got now we got the uh, the, the true front moving through uh, you know who's really happy about that our old friend he was born to podcast maybe I was just born to podcast his name's Matthew Rampy and he's right here turn that frown upside down we're podcasting up here come on you know dude the blue norther has me pumped that's you know things Things this year really go up and down, don't they? Man, it is a roller coaster. And that, you know, it's one it, of those—it's uh, one of those kind of roller coasters, like at action park. Texas, <laughs> those dangerous ones, yeah, yeah. where yeah. you end up broken. Yeah, broken both inside and, and out. battered. Yes, <laughs> not battered like Long John Silver's either. Scared to try again, but we will try again, won't we? We're gonna podcast again. We're trying for the 26th time, I believe. God darn it. I, you know, when we started this thing, I would have no idea how excited I would be about episode 26. Uh, yeah. it, episode, episode 26 just seemed like another episode along the path, but I don't know. I'm I, stoked. I'm with you. Uh, part of it is all of the positive feedback we've been getting from One Magical Nation about that uh, fantastic interview uh, with Lauren Marks. Thanks again to her so much for that. That was super fun. And, uh, we really, like our best guest ever. We just started with it. It's like remember how we used to joke about like our first cast was our best. <laughs> yeah. There it goes. We spent. <laughs> and that was not true. So our great, one, our greatest episode, our greatest interview yet was our this, first. Yeah, this this one might last for a while. Who knows? Uh, we got uh, this Saturday. We're going to be talking with our old friend Andrew Michael Porter. Uh, it's going to be your the, old uh, friend. Yeah, your new friend. You know what? He was telling me uh, a funny, a funny Are we thing. Yeah. Am I, am I friends with? Well, he Andrew was telling Porter? me when uh, y'all were on the uh, y'all were on the Blue Sky booze cruise together out in the, up in the lake. Uh, he said that there was kind of it was kind of the last swim of the day, and he said he was in the water with you, and he felt like you guys were just bonding. Um, and then somebody said something about about. Uh, sunscreen and you were like oh I haven't put any sunblock on and you swam away and he was like kind of just in the lake kind of broken hearted because he'd lost his new friend I think that there were a lot of people there I do remember bonding with Porter and his lovely wife Elizabeth, Elizabeth we had yeah. a good convo bobbing in the water and I certainly didn't mean to just walk away from him yeah. but, uh, uh, but I mean you know we uh, every time I see him, he's just kind of a, a jerk to me. So I'm looking forward to this interview. I think that we're friends, but I feel like once we get him on Imaginary Radio, we'll really find out if if our friendship is here to stay. So I mean, that's he, something to look forward to. He has a prickly sense of humor. Not a jerk. He's just he's got a whole shtick with yeah. being a, like a tough guy <laughs> and like, you know, you're bothering him. He's like WC Fields, like, get away from me, kid. You bother me. <laughs> and that, that's cool. I, I like, I like the shtick, but, um, 
Yeah, I, I'm. You are privy to the story that he's gonna come tell. By the way, it's gonna be a travel uh, episode of the podcast. Travel edition. Episode, we can't, tw- we... episode twenty-seven. Travel edition. It's coming up. We can't go on vacations because of the pandemic, so we're going to take you on a little Saturday night vacation. I got some travel stories to tell. I'll tell my best travel story. I have got some good ones, too, uh, in the, uh, gosh, this is, uh, it's just a matter of what we want recorded uh, for well, posterity, yeah, You're going right? to have to, why don't you prepare before the podcast? <laughs> why don't you some, think about it? I'll Go into to, a quiet place and do I'll some. I'll have to take a hard look inside myself and decide yeah. what exactly I want. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. It's immortalized. Yeah. You need to consider on, what you're going to say on the cast. because on we L, L World Wide Web, as, the, as they call it. Well, and. It's still like a huge shock to me that people are listening. So it's not like you're shouting into the darkness here. An increasing number of listeners. I I think uh, I think it's not unreasonable to say we're at about a hundred semi regular listeners these days. So uh... now it doesn't seem so <laughs> absurd that we're calling them a nation. Yeah, they're getting I mean, close. A small nation. Hunter-gatherer nations certainly started with a hundred homo sapiens. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying, saying? Should we start calling them the hunter-gatherers? <laughs> Let's call them the hundred sapiens. The HGs? Um, <laughs> or, yeah, that should be a level of, like, <laughs> when you get membership through the website, when we finally get that all set up. You can check, you know, were you hunter-gatherer level? It'll just, the first, listen, once we get the website set up. The first 100 one Magical Hour Club members will be in the Hunter-Gatherer Club. <laughs> it's a very small community where you're probably married to your cousin, but it's okay. We're going to make a nation. <laughs> yeah, we don't judge. <laughs> uh, I was really giggling earlier because you uh, did you, you sang my name in an opera way. Will you do that again just for the... Uh, just for one magical nation. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Can can I? I will. Can Matthew, I? Matthew was horsing around with the introduction. He was pretending like he needed some. He needed practice for when he does the shafy shafy. Are you there? And he did it a few different ways, and I was laughing so hard. I want some aspects of this <laughs> podcast to remain the same, so that there's continuity and there is that feeling of comfort. So I do love the shafy shafy. Are you there? But I was, but I was trying some like B-roll, some alt versions, and I was just like, Schaefer! Damn it! I was trying to keep keep it clear, <laughs> so I could pull it for a drop. Oh well. Well, it's too late. You can pull the one I was recording when we were clowning around before. You can pull that one for a drop. That's right. That's right. Speaking of drops, how about this one? Was that Sensei Johnny Lawrence? Yeah, that was, that was for uh, that's for Cat and Jeff and Gracie and and uh, Super Famish and all our Cobra Kai fans out there. Well, we've been talking about Cobra Kai. I'm I'm on these uh, spurious. <laughs> I'm on these spurious text threads that Schaefer gets me on with our with our one magical nation community. And um, you can spend it on whatever you want. It's money. <laughs> I think that in a previous episode, uh, we were talking about Cobra Kai. I, by the way, I still have a couple episodes left to finish the second season. I'm I'm really just savoring it. Yeah, and I'm trying not to hit you with any spoilers. It's not it's easy. It's getting though. close. Give me Saturday. We can do spoilers. I'll, I'll finish it by Saturday. But um, and at some point. I gave Cobra Kai a seven. I gave him seven avocados. And I think there was some confusion. And some listeners thought that we were on a 10-point avocado scale. And that's that's not the case. We're on an eight-point avocado. We're on an eight-avocado scale here. And yeah. so I gave Cobra Kai almost as many avocados as I could. I held one back. And I want to make it just a, just a brief defense of that. Um... And maybe it's just this is a personal 
this is an opinion. I'm I, I'm not a I'm not a movie critic. I'm a podcaster. <laughs> I'm a master podcaster. I don't, I'm not a movie critic, but uh, or a, a TV critic like Eric Deggins. I'm no Eric Deggins. Uh, but listen, Cobra Kai. I always say listen. I say that too often. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to calm it down. <laughs> Cobra Kai is a great program, and I'm really enjoying it. But there are t- <laughs> there are times. I told Schaefer to put in some drops from Cobra Kai. <laughs> there are times when it just seems like a teeny bopper kind of show. There's a lot of there's a lot of love between teenagers and I mean I remember being a teen but now I have like kids and I don't know just like teeny bopper love stories don't psych me out and then I got I want to I want to say this about the acting Ralph Macchio was huge when Karate Kid came out right he was in all the tiger beats and all you know he was a he was a teen sensation and he made the three movies and then he really wasn't in anything he sort of disappeared if you'll recall and now i'm i understand why because he's like not the greatest actor of all time like (laughs) his acting is it's a little one-dimensional like it's good in this like nostalgia show and for what he's doing and his like i will i will offer the same criticism to his counterpart william zabka who plays sensei lawrence they're both a little one-dimensional but what? they're both perfect for the roles what, that they're playing. Right? What they're doing is perfect. The whole, <laughs> so much of it is perfect. But there were just those couple little things that made I've been me trying go to, from an eight I, to a seven. Somewhere here, I there have the drop from when they're riding in the car and Super Tramp's playing, and <laughs> he's like, Daniel's like, you like Super Tramp? or uh, Johnny's like, you like Super Tramp? And Daniel's like, what man doesn't? <laughs> There are a lot of great, great aspects. The the musical montages. Um, what I'm psyched about this conversation, though, is that we've asked for feedback from our listeners. And it's coming in rapid fire. And we want you to just keep it coming. And that that's where the communication and that goes from just communication to community. You Listen, you're part of the Hunter Gatherers. <laughs> One magical nation. Represent. What what? Here's to you. Uh, so yeah. I, I I've got other community ideas. Like we've got our Facebook page. We need to start getting some, uh, you know, hunter gatherer only content on that bad boy. Uh, speaking of speaking of, uh, you know, Alex battles. Rec- uh, he suggested the possibility of some sniglets, and remember I couldn't find them on the last so that was kind of a forward forward promotion <laughs> um i found them now i just i just didn't scroll far enough up in the uh i i didn't scroll far enough up in the in the text thread so alex battles uh sting it's just, uh what's the theme song for the yield workshop yield workshop um, it's like pling 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 yield workshop. Awesome, that's my new favorite. Song. I'm working. That was just a sketch, but you know what I mean. So Alex uh, Sniglets provi- Alex provided the definition, uh, and then I made up the word. So Alex requested there there should be a word for when you're cleaning and you put everything on the bed, and then you get too tired to finish, and everything is still on the bed. <clears throat> Okay. So I yes. call that some florification <laughs> because you, you end up sleeping on the floor. Some <laughs> florification. So that's what you do when you when you paint yourself into that kind of corner. Has that happened to you? Uh, I don't put. I I only put clean laundry on my bed. Okay. So uh, if you pass out in that, then that's just that's just sweet dreams right this is there. Bonus. That's, that's a bonus. Yeah. Uh. When I yeah, when I'm cleaning, I'll kind of just like start on one end of my house and just kind of move everything to the other end, and then kind of throw away whatever's left, you know. Uh, well, that sounds like a good system. <laughs> that's, uh, uh, so, uh, and then uh, Alex's second request, and you guys uh, can start making requests now that you understand how the game works. Uh, his second <laughs> request was for how about when you 
get a really familiar text from an unfamiliar number. And oh, like called... those like those spurious text threads I'm on with you. Yeah, that's it. and that's called a, that's called an aliaxed, which is a combination of the uh, combination of the word alias and the word text aliaxed. Aliaxed, okay. Huh. dude, so, that one's going into the lexicon. Ye old word shop. Thanks, Alex Battles. We appreciate everything you do, and thank you for the lovely, the lovely theme song as well. Bling 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 bling. That's compliments on that. Oh wait, that yeah. was that wasn't Alex's theme. Alex's uh, theme isn't the first thing. Oh, Alex, do you, Alex, you should you should uh, make a new theme song just for Yield Workshop, uh, or maybe you and you and Matthew could collaborate on it. Alex could do the music. Oh, I'm could, fine with Alex taking and, it, and you could sing. <laughs> here, here, here Alex, here are my notes. Bling, 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 bling. Yield Workshop, Yield Workshop. <laughs> Those are the. That's the outline. Uh, we've taken it. We've pulled back the curtain, and now you guys can see the the kind of creativity that goes on behind the scenes here at One Magical Hour. <laughs> Alex is like, I'm not that guy's secretary. <laughs> um, you know, speaking of words, yes, sir. We had this. We had this word dust up in the family this week. Griffin, and my son, <laughs> is learning how to read. And he had seen the word light and he was talking about it. And he was like, mom, it said leg. (laughs) And we were like, well, that's sometimes, you know, English, it doesn't always follow rules. And I remembered from grammar school, from elementary school, uh, our spelling words had this component, the snark words. Do you remember this? I did not deal with snurks. Like there would be a spelling list for the week and one or two of them would be snurks. And I, I looked this up. Uh, of course, I don't have the link right now because I'm not, I don't actually prepare for the show, but it actually, there's an anagram. It's like spelling neuron kids. Anyway, snurk was this concept of words that don't follow the rules. Okay. And I remembered that in third grade at Nat Williams Elementary that me and Jeff Sedberry sat at the same table and we were troublemakers. Uh, We were cartoonists. We had spiral notebooks and we were drawing this cartoon called Smell the Fresh Air, which was essentially these googly-eyed characters that had just farted. And it uh, it was all about drawing the wafting vapors behind them all the artistry was in the wafting vapor behind the character but we thought that was the height of of comedy (laughs) still do (laughs) and we were making trouble in the class and the teacher on the on the board were the written the spelling words and there was the snark box where like the one or two words for the week went that that were that didn't follow the rules and my friend, Jeff Sedberry, and I were such troublemakers that, that the teacher changed that to the Matt and Jeff box. Because <laughs> you guys are a couple of snurks. But, I mean, can you imagine, like, the type of shaming that would, like, is that, I don't think that's acceptable today in class, where you, like, take your worst students and you, like, write their names up on the board. Maybe I, maybe it still does. I mean, I don't know it was a, if it was effective. Hey, as the Matt a, and Jeff box. As a one-time as a one-time classroom hellraiser, I don't begrudge any teacher any tactics in dealing with the likes of me. Let me tell you, I was a I was a problem child, and then I was telling uh, our pod parents about that, and it reminded me also of the sixth grade student council elections at nat williams <laughs> where 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 i went head to head with ramsey abarca for president Ooh. and i mean he was clearly the better choice ramsey abarca is a master politician i i honestly i thought he was going to be president and listen he still could be he, yeah. you know it's not uh, out of the not out of shout the out question. to ramsey good friend he, I think he's a. I think he's a listener. He better be. We'll find out. We'll see if he. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see if he, we get any. Ramsey, if you hear this, it's feedback at onemagicalhour.com. <laughs> um, I my 
shtick, my my angle was I was the liar. <laughs> I was John Lovitz, the liar. Like there there were you, we did speeches in front of the whole school before the election. And I had made these posters through my campaign that said, Matt Rampy, yeah, that's the ticket. And I got up in front of the school and I did the John Lovitz the liar. I was like, yeah, and if you, yeah, and if you vote for me, I'm going to get Kool-Aid and all the water fountains. Yeah, that's it. That's the ticket. And it was a big riot. And Ramsey got up and gave a very straight forth, honest speech. And then I won. I became the student council president and it was it it was really a crying shame for the school for the teachers the next year they outlawed funny speeches for the for the student council election because I was such a poor example of a, a student body president. I don't I don't I, I, I don't know why I'm divulging all this here on my podcast. I am dying dying to see those posters like i remember i cut out a bunch of tickets and had my name on them with the with the box checked and then i i like glued those tickets to the poster board they made up they made a few of those listen it was i and i ended up getting kicked out of school on the last day for for using foul language on the playground whoa wow like my behavior was unacceptable and man vote ramsey that's all i'm saying is <laughs> all i know and a wise man once told me you can cut a steak with a butter knife it just takes a minute i learned that from my sensei chris fuchsius uh, is so, that Chris, Chris Ina? Yes. Look, I don't want to. I, I want to quit wasting time so we can just get on with the podcast. But I did want to say one thing. I've joined a podcast community, and I was checking out some other podcasts. And you know, we're concerned about our audio quality. I heard this podcast where there were three participants, and one of the participants had a smoke detector <laughs> chirping. <laughs> In the background at regular <laughs> intervals for the whole cast. Well, I'll be honest. I didn't listen to the whole cast. But the part I listened to was all like... <laughs> that's not a smoke detector. That's just my synthesizer. But you get the idea. You're like, oh, could somebody get that? They don't have 9-volt batteries on that podcast. I'm sorry. Am I podcasting by myself here? <laughs> No, no, you're not. I just, uh, you know, part of the part of what I'm just so high on right now is uh, the fact that my beloved Houston Astros have clawed their way back into the ALCS. Uh, they've they were down three games to zero last night facing elimination. Uh, they've since won two games. It's not three games oh. to two. Oh, and so it's an entirely reasonable. Uh, reasonable thing and I, I wanted to tell you guys about my my earliest my earliest Astros memory uh, 10 year old Schaefer was about to turn 11 on October 15th 1986 uh, it was a Wednesday afternoon and my father and I were doing a job uh, some kind of a yard job that involved us taking his old his old Chevy truck old blue awesome I, I, I want to say it was maybe 1962, early 60s. Uh, had some of the like big curves and flares. Uh, light uh, sky blue, light sky blue body with a white top. And uh, that truck was named Dominga. So my dad and I were taking Dominga to the dump. It was loaded with uh, stuff from the yard. And we were listening to game six of the National League Championship Series. Uh, this was the Astros of Mike Scott, of, uh, of, uh, I'm sorry, it's right here, right here in front of me. It's, instead of using my brain, uh, you had, uh, Nolan Ryan, you had Jose Cruz, uh, great, great, great bunch of guys, great team. 
uh, and definitely uh, the furthest uh, the Astros had ever gone in the postseason and the furthest they would ever go for a long time after. And that game ended up going 16 innings. Um, they burned through, they burned through, uh, through so many pitchers, uh, and the, then in the Mets, the Mets ended up, uh, ended up winning. And I remember just sitting in the, the, a, uh, four hour and 42 minute game. And we, we'd gone to the dump, which is way outside of San Antonio and come back. And I remember sitting there. Uh, when the when the Astros lost that game and d- deflated now uh, now 35 years later uh, here I sit with my team uh, back up in a similar position backs against the wall playing hard uh, I just you know uh, baseball fan or no baseball fan you know October cold weather uh, that that uh base, those baseball playoffs, man, they're a lot of fun, especially especially when your team wins. Now, had the Astros lost tonight, you would be dealing with an entirely different Schaefer right now. This whole podcast would be different. It would be it's like <laughs> Matthew bu- carrying me while I like quietly banged my head against the uh, banged my head against this wooden table where I'm sitting and talked about uh, the end of the world and. <laughs> is that is that like the butterfly effect? What a horrible thing! Like, you know, a butterfly flaps its wings in Beijing, and and the Astros win win a couple of of playoff See, games, I, and our honest, pod, and it makes our podcast like the best to episode twenty six it can be. Honestly, Matthew, sometimes it feels that arbitrary. Yeah, uh, it, with. Well, when you think about what a what a weird game baseball is, you know, it originates with the pitcher throwing the ball as hard as he can at a batter. That's just two guys, right? That's one guy's arm against one guy's bat, you know? And it's just a showdown between the two of them. And then if if the pitcher wins that showdown, then nothing happens. And if the batter wins that showdown, then all of a sudden, you know, the rest of the team has to play. And, you know, you cycle through pitchers, you cycle through batters, but really it just comes down to those two guys. And one guy's throwing a really hard little projectile at the other guy at 100 miles an hour. It's a weird thing. It's like an Old West shootout, you know? Uh, anyway, it's crazy. We don't. This isn't a sports podcast. We don't have to talk about sports. But it is uh, what, what's going on in, Sh- in Schaefer's head right now. So love it, love it or not. Here we are. Uh, actually, wait, wait, is this not a sports podcast? The uh, I, I, I thought maybe if I we think maybe spelling, I'm in the wrong place. If we start spelling sports with the letter C, it's. <laughs> I was thinking about how quality doesn't start with C. It's confusing. Comedy, sports, and comfort. It's like the the and Hungarian honestly, spelling starts with guys, a C. Just one more thing, if like. Uh, if you look at the Wikipedia page for Game Six of the 1986 NLCS, it's a it's just it's a fun read. It's a compelling it's a compelling read. So uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll tweet that out on our, on our Twitter feed that nobody uh, that nobody follows. We need a repository for show info. Yeah. I've also i've I've started a Twitter feed and I've started a Facebook page. But I haven't invited anybody to, to either of them. Oh, so. well, maybe you should mention it to One Magical Nation. <laughs> I've tried a couple of times. There's some kind of glitch going on in in uh, the Facebook matrix. where it won't let me. It won't let me invite it. I have an awesome picture of like a Highway 84 outside of Lubbock on our on our podcast page, um, but it won't let me invite. You know, I try to invite all friends. And then it glitches out for some reason. Well, I, there are probably a number of the nation that are not on Facebook, so right? Oops, something went wrong. Good, and good for them, you know, the, the kind of trashy stuff that Facebook's up to these days, you know. What happened to our uh, them. mammoth um, 
what was the social network that we were going to help? Um... Oh, that's right. <laughs> Mastodon or Mammoth. Mastodon, or that, yeah, that's it. That uh, Podfather Adam Curry uh, put us on to. Yes, we do have a Mastodon page. Get at us on Mastodon. <laughs> uh. I no idea if I would even be able to. Uh, <laughs> now is the time on the podcast where Schaefer tries to remember passwords. <laughs> and, and log ons. <laughs> uh, no, go ahead. What's the show sheet say? I want, to, I, I want to skip to one that I'm seeing here. Actually, the show sheet, the show sheet says underwear vent usage. I told you not to read from the show sheet. Okay, we're going into it. <laughs> I was going to save it for the next time because we've blathered on quite a while. But we're we're bring, we're going to bring up one more inane subject, and I'm going to tie it right in. So don't. I'm you, sorry. No forward promo it. For, d- for, don't you worry. No forward forward promo it. Put it put in the next episode. Dude. No, no, it's out there. <laughs> so you know, there's men's underwear. Yeah. My son got some boxer briefs. He's very excited about those. Oh, he's he's and he's up. like, what's this right here? So for those who don't know. In men's underwear, there's sort of a vent. It's it's a common setup for men's underwear to have a vent. There's a, a some fabric behind another fabric. It's like a cod piece. It's like a cotton cod piece sort of thing. I, I, so my son is like, "What's this for?" And, and my innate answer was, "Ignore that, son." <laughs> I, and he's like, "But look, you can." You could pee through it like this, right? You you could conceivably, and I imagine in northern climes where men go ice fishing and they don't want to take off anything, they you can get through this hole, put the take the curtain to one side, and and get your get your junk through it and get that your pee out that way. He is 100% right. That is definitely what it's for. Okay, well, I have always completely ignored that function and just taken my underwear down from the waist. But maybe I've been doing it wrong. Also, I don't wear that type of underwear anymore. So, yeah, it's not like I'm going to change my habits. And, you know, Matthew, a lot of of particularly boxer briefs in this day and age don't even have that. They uh they have a fully sewn up front, so I think most people are with you. Uh, the times that I can think of using it are is like if I'm wearing a if I'm wearing a suit at a wedding or a you know okay sure a tuxedo or something. Right. But even then, you can kind of sneak the band down if you want to. Uh, you know, even if you're just unzipping the, your trousers. I think that with repeat. Do I say trousers weird? For sure. I think with repeat usage, you're just going to stretch the <laughs> cotton. And then, anyway, that came up. I, t- I, I told I told my son I'd take a poll of One Magical Nation. So, One Magical Nation, if you want to uh, weigh in on this He's... underwear vent usage, what do you call Like, what do you call, I'm calling it a vent. What do you call that thing? On this issue sweeping One, one is, Magical Nation. You know, it's, it, it really comes down to the issues, folks. We know that much. Is that a sniglet? <laughs> the the name of that thing? Oh, it definitely is. Talk about a forward promo. Come back next time when I will exp- when I will tell you what that's called. Unless uh, you know, unless one magical nation wants to get to us with the name first, and then. but I will do my best to come up with a name, and I will give it to you next episode. See, that was a. That was like four and a half minutes of content that we could have just saved for the next episode. But no, we're just gonna pack it into twenty six. Listen, we got a we have a a jam packed twenty seven coming up. So I'm glad that we went ahead and yeah. elicited that feedback at onemagicalhour.com. Get at us, or if you're on just some rando text thread with the co-hosts, get at us there too. No, I was gonna skip over that and ask you about the next section on the show sheet. Get to know your podcasters. All right, give me a beat. Get to know your podcasters. Get to know your podcasters. 
Sorry, I'm not I'm I'm not as good at improvising melodies as Matthew is. Get to know yo podcaster. All right. Here we go. Uh, Let's do this. Listener and producer emeritus Jameson Driscoll sent us some notes and uh, Emeritus. Did I say emeritus? That sounds like another sniglet for <laughs> What's it when you're asking everybody in the room if they think you're correct? Emeritus? <laughs> Producer. It's the plural emeritus. of am I right? <laughs> Producer Emeritus. Sorry, James I'm, and Driscoll. I'm raising my voice here on 26. Sent us some, some, a, lot of, a lot of good feedback. Uh, but one of the things he said was, he really likes it when we just when we talk about ourselves and when he kind of learns more about us, even though he's been good friends with us for a long time. So, uh, so we, you know, I've I've actually just been trying to do that um, as a matter of course. But well, uh, listen, I'll, I feel like I hardly knew you before this, before we started podcasting together. So I know how he feels. You know, uh, 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 one magical uh, nationer. Uh, Hunter gatherer Sean uh, came into the bar. The other, <laughs> came into the bar the other day, and i i hadn't uh, I hadn't seen him in a week. But he was like, uh, "Yeah, I feel like I'm all caught up." That's the first thing he <laughs> yeah. said. He's like, I'm, I'm, all, "I'm all caught up with you." I was like, "Yeah, that's fine. How are you doing?" Yeah, this is a uh, side effect. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling that too. I got with Adam, and he was like, uh, "You don't need to talk." He's like, Adam was like, you know what? I'm just going to talk, okay? And I was like, that's probably good. That's probably wise. (laughs) All right. So get to know your podcasters. Uh, This is uh, from Jameson, uh, producer Jameson. Uh, Today, we are going to find out what is your favorite movie. What's your favorite movie, Matthew? I'm concerned that we blathered on about our lives for the first 38 minutes of this thing, and now we're just getting to a quiz to get to know us. <laughs> uh, okay, what's Matthew, my favorite? Matthew didn't know this question was coming. Do you want me to answer first so you can have some time to Yes, about please. It? Okay. Uh, my favorite movie, definitely, I was telling some regular states, definitely Moonstruck. The uh, 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 Get the knife! Bring me the knife. No, Ronnie, I ain't going to bring you the knife. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, great, great film, uh, written by John Patrick Shandley, uh, of course, won a, won an Academy Award for Cher for her portrayal of Loretta Castellarini, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but, uh, our, our sourdough starter at the front page, which is now almost two years old and becoming very good. How would anybody know this? Uh, is is named Loretta after Loretta, Loretta Castorini from the movie Moonstruck. Uh, written by John Patrick Shanley. He won the Academy Award for it. And he's also definitely a close second for my favorite movie is Joe versus the Volcano, uh, which is... Uh, now, also, wait a second. Now you're just being... <laughs> also... Alt. No, when was the last time you saw that movie? It, listen, it's a great movie, but... Uh, okay, okay. No, I... <laughs> That is a really don't step. Hey, okay, okay. Be very careful, sir. It took twenty six episodes to come to this. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's yeah, that's mine. Uh, yeah, we we don't need to go on too long about that. But those are those are two great movies. If you haven't seen them lately, you never seen them. Definitely watch them. They they actually are fun to watch together. Uh, just because great performances um, by a lot of uh, a lot of folks you you know and love. In both movies. Go ahead. What's yours, Matthew? So uh, you gave me that time to think, and I'll just say the thing that came into my mind immediately when you said, what's your favorite movie? But it's it's The Jerk, the Steve Martin movie. Oh, yeah. Um, that's, well, uh... that's my favorite movie. I, I, I mean, I think it's one of the greatest comedies of all time. And... Um, it was it, it was heavily influential in my life, as you, as everybody who knows me as a jerk <laughs> knows. Uh, I, I don't know. I think Steve Martin's brilliant. I had his uh, albums, uh, The Smokers is the first one, and then like the next one I can't remember the title, but it's the Wild and Crazy Guy. It's yeah, it's yeah. The, um, that might be called Wild and Crazy Guy. It may be. 
I got, have that one too. Has the grandma song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a, I don't have the Smokers. Smokers was before that. He was even younger on the cover. He had some he had some dark hair on the cover of that album. I had the vinyl. Uh, uh, have I ever told you about my relationship with the movie The Jerk? Uh, no. Not sorry. Not to, I mean, you were in the, in the prior no. You're, we are getting to know our podcasters here. Please tell, uh, do tell. Of once again, a very young age, Schaefer uh, went with his family to a drive-in movie theater, and it was a double feature. The movies were Star Wars and The Jerk, and I was supposed to. <laughs> I was Boy, supposed to stay awake. Got all your genres covered there. I was supposed to stay awake and watch Star Wars. And when it was over, I was supposed to go to sleep in the back seat and not watch The Jerk. Because I think it was R-rated. Uh, not 100% sure about that, but anyway. It is. It yeah. wasn't. It was not considered to be for uh, whatever I was, eight-year-old or something. I was real young. And, of course, I stayed awake and through the... Peeked through the through the seats of whatever I think it was a it was a Dodge Omni I think or something or maybe it was a Ford Escort who knows uh, that my parents were driving at the time. You have talked a lot about cars that your parents have driven in this episode. <laughs> that, that was <laughs> There's not three right there. Was not okay, planned. keep going. Uh, also, Shafe, the little Shafey could be called a snurk there too because it wasn't following the rules. Yeah, I was I was snurking. I was yep. snurking around a little bit, definitely. Yep. Snickers and, and snarks. I did not know that that movie was a comedy. I thought it was a biopic. And I was like, boy, that person sure lived an interesting life. I would like to be like him someday. <laughs> he really did live an interesting life. <laughs> I think about his time at the carnival when he was... Uh, <laughs> I, I love that scene where the uh, crap you can win gets smaller and smaller on the shelves. What an unusual fellow! And but he but they, he gets rich and yeah. I honestly like to think that that movie instilled in me the idea that I could do anything, and that a, a lot a, a, what passes for life is never normal and can go in some very unusual ways and you well, should he, you know he is sort of like an everyman character follow your dreams movie. like <laughs> like forrest gump or like winnie the pooh you know because he's not a smart man but he's a but he's a good-hearted man yeah he's he's a champion of uh civil rights he's a champion of he's anti-cat juggling he's an animal rights activist and to this day, I still get excited anytime I see my name in print, <laughs> even, even if it's just the phone book. Right. He wants to help people be somebody, you know? <laughs> You're right. I, I, that was a really formative movie for me. And I don't yeah. know. And I don't know how I saw it either, because we weren't allowed to see uh, rated R movies. There's okay. always my a way. My parents were pretty strict about Children that. find a way. No matter, no matter what the rating. Uh, junior high, uh, summer between 7th and 8th grade, uh, we snuck into, I think it was Alex Threlfall and I, oh, I, I hope I'm not uh, putting him on blast, I think Alex Threlfall and I snuck in to see uh, the movie... It had Laura San Giacomo and like Peter, what's his name? Peter Weller. It was an NC-17 movie. Oh dear. Um, what was it called? It had James Spader and James Spader like... Crash? No. no. It was long before that. Right. James Spader like couldn't... Uh, couldn't climax through normal means. Sorry, sorry. This is, we're earning our explicit tonight, our explicit rating tonight. My sister was like, "Your show's like PG." It's you know. I was worried about people hearing it, and she was like, "It's really pretty PG." So I, I don't just, know. I think we can throw in some celeb. I don't, I don't think people are listening to us with their kids. So. Sex lies and videotape. Oh right. Uh huh. Yeah. Snuck into that movie. Bought a ticket to see Parenthood with Steve Martin. Switched theaters and went and saw Sex, Lies, and Videotape. 
Snurking around. Just really? Snurking around the theater. I mean, some of it I guess I would call titillating, but really just just pretty confusing. <laughs> right. Same with the jerk. 12 and 13 year old. Same with the yeah. jerk. You thought it was a documentary. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't, uh, honestly, uh, so, yeah, so probably, you know, that movie is about about sexual difficulty. Oh. And In a time before know, the blue pill. I took, uh, I, I can't say I took much away from it, fortunately. Got like, it. Like, what, what would have been horrible is if it, like, got into my head and I was like, you know, spent the, the rest Sex of my life. Sex, lies, and videotape ruined me. <laughs> but it, that, I'm, I'm pleased to report that that did not happen. And so let me wait. I'm also pleased that we, uh, we've earned our explicit rating. Get to know your podcasters. Was that a one off question or? Uh, yeah. So next, uh, next week we'll, uh, we'll have another question or, you know, Maybe uh, the hunter-gatherers can... Uh, oh, yeah. Send in your questions to feedback to, at onemagicalhour.com. For, for get to know your podcast. Send it to Shafee at feedback at onemagicalhour.com because I don't check that. That's not a... Yeah. But Shafee is not part of the address. It's just feedback at oh. onemagicalhour.com. Oh, right. Shafee at feedback. It's, <laughs> it's not one of those double I've been sending in. Double I've been sending in questions for weeks, and they won't answer any. It's because I gave them the wrong address. Well, um, Matthew, honestly, um, I was kind of grasping at straws when I found this BBC article. It's about do do do. Wait, it's time for da 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 da. Boom. News, probably read from the internet. The news cruise. All right, I'd like to welcome international correspondent Trevor Hall of the news cruise. I like that you said probably read from the internet. <laughs> probably making some ingenue. Once one hundred percent. All our news cruise. We get that cease and desist letter from the Love Boat producers. A. Uh, I'd just like to say see. f those guys. Okay. Enlighten me, Looking correspondente. Some... El correspondente. Let's see here. When News. Uh, I found this really, really technical article on on color, which is it's super interesting, and I I like I was kind of trying to pull dazzling deets. Uh, you know, I was talking about how, uh, for some reason in the 90s, you wanted to have as little color in your house as possible. Remember, everybody was painting their houses taupe. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, or like A taupe gray was dope. or, uh, and now, uh, light beige. Now, now, but now you want bright colors, like saturated colors, and the, the, uh, the author of the article, who is Dominic Lutkins, uh, suggested uh, maybe it's our fascination with red carpet dress, A-listers wearing eye-catching outfits, uh, giving flamboyant colors a newfound cachet, <laughs> or possibly Wes Anderson's hit movie, Grand Budapest Hotel, unleashed a lust for saturated color. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I like uh, that. I like particularly that last idea. Um, I definitely like, like, I've always liked bright colors. In fact, if you were to ask me my favorite color, you know, I, I guess I would have to like, I'd have to admit that it's blue. Um, is this the, case. wait, is this the news cruise or is this get to know your podcast? I, yeah, I don't know. That's, it started with a news article, but now it's turning, I guess. It's really um, bleeding. Speaking of colors, I like colors, the movie and the iced tea rap song. <laughs> I am a nightmare, walking psychopath talking. Where's my rabbit? Remember that from Colors? Do you know what I'm talking about? There's the crackhead who's like. I don't remember the movie very well. I remember that my dad took me to the movie and my mom was very upset. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. They Uh, they were divorced and and I was like my dad's Friday and we went and saw Colors. My sister wasn't with me for some reason. 
I was maybe like 14. I was mentioning the rated R thing earlier. and that, there, Hey, there's a time that I went into a rated R movie and my dad took me. I had a... Uh... I had one of those too. Just the same thing. Dad took me to the movies. Uh, What'd y'all see? I believe explicit instructions by my mother oh, not dear. to see the movie oh, oh RoboCop. Oh man, boy, RoboCop's intense. It was a notoriously violent movie, and uh, and I remember my dad joking because my little brother Dicky was a wee baby in a, you know, we carried him in in a bassinet. And uh, I think that's what it's called. Uh, Whoa. Basically, like, you know, his car seat that turns into a cradle or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Baby carrier. And I remember leaving my dad joke that, I was like, oh, that night was when little Dickie was going to start talking. <laughs> and she's like, motherfucker. You know, like, because uh, we heard a lot of curse words. There was, and, you know. There's, Robocop you know, is, I remember it. It's very um, some stuff that violent. We, it was extremely violent and yeah, yeah it's very intense. gory. Uh, but also, like, there's there's lots of hard drugs in that movie and oh yeah, oh yeah, they they're oh yeah, I forgot about the drug. What, what was that? What was that drug called? Oh, it was called Nuke. Nuke. Wow, good one. <laughs> I was gonna say spice, but that's Dune. It was nuke, and it was like in a a tiny vial, and you didn't you just like stab it in your neck? Stab it in your neck, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that, I bet, so I, boy, I bet nuke is awesome. <laughs> I would hope so. Listen, I, I feel like so. we got off of your color <laughs> chat. Did we? I, you know what? You want to? I'll I'll put it on the I'll put it on the Mastodon page. You want to read that color article? It was interesting, but. I uh, you know I don't know where the hell I was going with it honestly. Uh, it, was, it was when I, I I was at the bar working on you know thinking about tonight, feeling like we didn't have enough you know content, which I, obviously that's not true. I don't want uh, you to like I'm steady thinking of content all the time, man. I know I know you are, but I and and I but I wanted to help out. I, I want I like it when you bring content too. And particularly like I was worried that I was going to be you know I was worried that the game wasn't going to go the way way it did go god i had no idea i i i I heard i heard people talking yesterday about that series and that the the strohs had gotten hot but then they'd lost those three games and it looked grim i'm I'm, it was was since i heard about it yesterday afternoon they've won two games yeah it was like it was like a halloween october nightmare matthew like the weirdest things going on uh, in the first three games, uh, Jose Altuve, our our like our star, our MVP. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm familiar with Altuve. Golden Glover. Uh huh. You know, favorite. He got what they call in baseball the thing, which is is that a Volkswagen? It, it, <laughs> it's no, it's a psychological thing where he's you know he's a. Oh, is that like Doc Rivers? <laughs> No, it's where a fielder suddenly gets to where he fields the ball, and when he's supposed to throw it to the base, he just like throws it in entirely the wrong direction for no clear reason. It's just entirely psychological. Is it because he was on acid? So that happened to him three times in three games, and every one of those errors created the go-ahead run for the Tampa Bay Rays. So it was... He single-handedly, you know, in this with this bizarre psychological, or another another word for it is getting the yips. He's getting mm. the yips. Yeah, they got that in golf too. Yeah, caused them to lose three of the first three games of the series, a four-game series, Matthew. Mm. Right. So that third okay. game, when it happened to him the third time, you could literally you could see him standing there outside uh, in the in the in the infield, trying not to cry, like because of course mm. there's asshole cameramen are like taking you know close super shots of his face and the guy he's like biting his nails and just you can tell that he is you know he is just he's doing everything in his in, in his physical power not to cry and uh he the thing is he kept batting through it he was the only he was one of the only uh members of our team who was batting and uh and you know i, t- I told the guys at the bar i was like this is bizarre this is the kind of crazy weird evil you know 
Halloween luck that can't go on forever. It's going to turn around. Weird Halloween is going to be good weird for us. I said, I said, uh, Altuve's bat's going to come alive. The other guy's bats are going to come alive. And then he's going to start throwing straight because he's not going to have to worry about keeping the whole team on his back. That's exactly what happened in game four. Now it's three games to two. Now it's anybody's series. It's anybody's series. And, uh, and old Shafey sure is fired up about it. When's I don't know the next you know game? Tomorrow night, uh, tomorrow night at 5 p.m. So oh. uh, those of you in the Austin area who would like to come by uh, at, at, uh, at happy hour to watch the game with me, you're welcome to do so, of course. Hmm. Tempting. And I want to do this. I know we're I know we're running way over right now. We're not Travis running is, over. This is podcasting. Travis is poor. Travis is sitting in his car and like I gotta get to my meeting. Uh, Listen, anybody who's heard the episode twenty four with with Lauren Marks knows that just because it's super long doesn't mean it sucks. Doesn't mean it's not good. That's true. Uh, by the way, I said Doc Rivers earlier. I meant Doc Ellis. Doc Ellis, yeah, yeah pitched who, who, a no no hitter on LSD, right? Right. You were talking about the psychology of of baseball, that, and I was thinking you you were talking about some weird things happening on the mound, and so my a, mind went to that, and then I said the wrong name. That is a wonderful story. I assume that most, I don't know. I assume most of one magical nation is here. We can have we we'll have an episode about it. We can talk about it. Uh, Forward promotion. I wanted to do this. Uh, I want. I wanted to take. We, we. I don't know if we have a theme song for poetry corner, but uh, for the poetry like corner, this. I wanted to do like a poem this. from the movie Joe versus the volcano. Poetry corner. As you know, uh, in Joe versus the volcano, May, uh, Meg Ryan plays three different roles. Uh, I like the middle one. And the middle one is the L.A. role. She's like. Daddy says not to tell me a thing. I'm a flibber to gibbet. <laughs> like but she's an artist and she takes Tom Hanks to his diner where like there's this w- weird art that's oddly reflective of the, you know, their like day or their date or whatever you want to call it. Um, and it's hilarious. They have lobster and she's like, they do look like little monsters, don't they? And she smashes it with hair and she's like, but they're good little monsters. And My second favorite movie is Howard the Duck. Nice. That's a... I'm sorry. Let me try again. My second favorite movie is Ishtar. Ishtar. <laughs> Ishtar is a... Now, don't don't let me get on my high horse here, but Ishtar is an underrated... Ishtar Look, was... The critics were unfair to that movie. Luke and Andrew talked about it this week. If don't... you go back and watch that movie, I guarantee you, you will enjoy it. That movie is way better than the critics. Like everybody decided to hate on it. I think probably because it had so many stars and it had. But it was a weird, you know, it was a throwback to like the Hope and Crosby Road movies. So it was a little bit of a strange tone, I think, for the time. Uh, it was it was slapstick and and you know vaguely musical, and, but still like kind of an action comedy and. Uh, I, I defy you not to have fun watching that movie. Well, I can certainly no matter relate. What those, no matter what those nasty critics say about it. I can certainly relate to being misunderstood in my own time, so maybe I'll give it another... <laughs> yes. Maybe I'll give it another look. See. Not everybody understands comedy. Yeah. Uh, poetry Corner. Meg Ryan's character, uh, in addition to being an artist and a, you know, a rich girl in L.A., is also a poet. And uh, kind of at the end of her day with Tom Hanks, they're sitting in a car looking out over the lights of L.A. And she says, would you like to hear a poem? And he's like, sure. And she goes, long ago, the delicate curls of his hair covered the emptiness of my palm. Would you like to hear it again? (laughs) Long ago, the delicate curls of his hair covered the emptiness of my palm. (laughs) They actually have this strange uh, kind of moving but also uh, very awkward moment in this car. And then they don't make out and they don't, you know. Uh, and the next day he, sh- he uh, leaves on the boat with the third Meg Ryan bound for Woo, which uh, the name means Little Island with a Big Volcano. And I won't give you any spoilers here in case you want to watch the movie this week. You're saying it like people don't remember. 
I don't know. Everybody I remembers know the movie. poem scene. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, and I, ho- I hope that that's the case. I hope you remembered it. I hope you loved it. And I hope I took you on a little journey. Um, but if you haven't seen it, I know what you're up to this weekend. You're about to take a magical little trip when you watch when you watch Ishtar and Joe vs. the Volcano. And Howard the Duck. And Howard the and, and, and Highlander. I forgot Highlander. And Bloodsport. And Robocop. That sounds like a packed weekend. And, and Colors with Robert Duvall and Sean Penn. <laughs> I bet some of those movies don't hold up. I think. I don't know. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about Joe versus the volcano. I, the one that I would be most suspect of is Howard the Duck. Oh, I but. was joking about Howard the Duck. It but, was a joke. But I remember really liking that movie when I was a kid. Yeah, but it's not a good movie. I, I don't like think are, I don't think Colors is a good movie either. There are a lot of like maybe like it is. Were. I don't know. We I'll we'll revisit it. There's been listener feedback that requests that we do review some things, but that can, assumes that you have time to watch some things. Well, eight avocados for Moonstruck, eight avocados for Joe vs. Volcano, eight avocados for the Jerk, yeah. seven and a half avocados for Ishtar. Eh, maybe we're looking at more like five, five avocados for Howard the Duck. I don't know. I'd like to. I'd re- have to go back. I'd like to revisit Ishtar for sure. <laughs> but definitely eight for the jerk. Obviously, all-time classic. Excellent choice, Matthew. Are we going to go out with some Ben Murphy today? We are. Uh, and a lot of you know him. A lot of you love him, but. Uh, He's just released an album, Let's Make a King, of a lot of music that is very critical of the current political situation, which is just one of the reasons I love it. Uh, it's also He's also a great songwriter and a great singer. Uh, but I was just going to read you a quick, let's see here, Folk Connection says, Let's Make a King might be one of the most compelling albums of 2020. Benjamin's songwriting, characterized by his brutal honesty, leaves nothing unsaid, and when combined with superb musicianship, you get something truly special. Uh, so uh, his website is BenjaminAdairMurphy.com. Uh, that's uh, Benjamin like it sounds, Murphy like it sounds. And in the middle is A-D-A-I-R. That's his middle name, Adair. A-D-A-I-R is BenjaminAdairMurphy.com. And uh, you can learn all about his song. You can check out how to, how to buy the record. Um, I hope that someday someone, a critic of this uh, medium says that uh, one magical hour left nothing unsaid. That's quite a <laughs> it's high praise. And I think we'll go out with uh, with a song called "Stupid Followed Evil" uh, because I think it speaks to what's going on right now. But Didn't we already a... go out with that one time? Did we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it didn't. It didn't sound great or something. Yeah, let's try it again. Why don't we? Because now we have. Now I have the MP3s. Yep. Now we're actually cutting the show like professionals instead of a couple stooges. And I, but I have a lot of, uh, and I have some, some old from his old band, the Blue Eighty Eights. I have those MP3s now too. So in a future time, we'll go out with one of those, like maybe one of the ones that Allison Langerak sings on. They're just beautiful. Uh, so something to look forward to. Uh, meanwhile, we love each and every one of you. We Thanks. love you. Please keep with the feedback. Whether you're hunting, gathering, one magical nationing, uh, send us some definitions. We'll make up some words. Uh, Listen, the sweeter the choices. The poorer the wine. <laughs> a friend and stupid says that's great I ain't never had me one of them then stupid said that evil how does 
is friendship hard. Medieval says it's easy, you just stick your head down in the dirt. So stupid dug a hole and stuck his head down in the sand. Medieval had free reign to carry out his wicked plans. stupid and he had time to tear the world apart and split the people into tribes he said that war can have a winner and that greed is not a sin and that man can judge another man by the color of his skin and all the while stupid sat while the world burned to the ground thinking gee well ain't it nice to have fun Stupid followed evil and that was nowhere. 